Have you seen this fella, Pacheco? Isaiah Pacheco? Mm -hmm. This guy is grease lightning fast. He's, He's exciting to watch. He really is. Hey, welcome back, sports fans. It is yet another episode of Sports, <laughs> of course, with Jonah and RPF. As we all know, the NFL playoffs are coming to an end soon here. We're getting down. We're down to four teams about to get down to the two that are headed out to the Super Bowl this week on the show. We got the Chiefs eek past the Jags with a hobbled Mahomes. The Bengals are roaring into Kansas City after taking down the Bills in Buffalo. And the Brock lore continues as the 49ers edge Dak and the boys, as well as a little Australian check-in from our very own tennis, tennis aficionado, RPF. RPF, how the heck are you, man? Well, this time, I we should have been talking about a Dolphins, <laughs> Chiefs, and, and a Rams-Cowboys <laughs> <laughs> championships. <laughs> but... Hark! <laughs> I was wrong, but now we are talking about. First of all, can we just pray the Eagles don't go further? Can we well, just say that, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, I'd just like to, to point say. out that it took less than a minute for RPF to get his Dolphins mentioned on this episode, which the Dolphins have nothing to do with anything anymore. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's actually sadly true. But look, we were just talking about this. That I literally have become, I've become like like immune to bad news since i've been a dolphin fan for half a, half a century so i'm like yeah whatever I'm, I'm a dolphin fan so that's kind of where we are but yes i'm excited about the i'm excited about the games i mean for the first time in a long time they're really kind of like toss-ups both of them in, in some ways so it's kind yeah. of interesting um we we will obviously get into the games uh, you know i i as a fan i don't really want to see the eagles go through but i i, I will talk about it in a second um but yeah. kind of like your Dolphins, I have a question for you. Uh, going back to last yeah. weekend's games, um, I have a question for you. And you brought up, you know, your 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 woes as a Dolphin fan. And this question is like <laughs> half joking, half not. Um, and it, it is, will the Cowboys ever win another Super Bowl? <laughs> like They just seem. You know, it's funny. Cause, well, cause they question. just seem so destined um, to not. <laughs> no, but the thing is, no one asked that question really of like, you know, the Lions, when they should. But the problem is, the They're Cowboys are just are good. Right. Great. You know, they're always under. And the problem is, could it be the head of the snake? Could it be Jerry? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean he sticks with people too long and he's loyal to people who are loyal to him. And that's not a winning formula. You have to be, you know, you have to be ice in your veins, cold blooded and chop, you know, chop, chop and go. And I don't know. I think that, look, I'm a Cowboy fan, like a passive one. Like, I don't ever wish them ill i don't want them to be the dolphins horse but i don't so i've always been kind of like low like low-key type of fanning fandom for them and this year i really felt that dak was putting it together and by the way we'll talk about it but i am so off that train the cowboys cannot i don't think they're gonna win in 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 a generation um, frankly unless things okay. change it, 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 it's really awkward like because to your point like they they're always well, not always, but in, in recent years. Here's the thing. Sorry, if not this year, when? Sure. Right? So, right, yeah, I don't yeah. know. In, you know. At least in recent years, meaning the last five or so, or maybe even a little yeah. longer than that, they're good. They're always good. They just they get to the... Well, Tony Romo, well, he, he led good sure, teams. yeah. Doink. Yeah. Extra points and everything else and, that they did. But it was always like, the, they were like kind of like the ham, like the, the Chicago Cubs of football. They were always like, you know, they were hamstrung in some way. And this it's beyond, but this year, I think it was just... The inconsistency and the shocking yeah. inconsistency that they deserve yeah. to be in the, in the, Hyde, in the championship. Yeah. Um, 
It leads me yeah. uh, so just a quick follow up on 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 the Cowboys here. Another question is, with their loss, um, do you think it's fair to criticize to criticize Dak or uh, Mike McCarthy? It's both. Yeah. I mean, I really believe it's systemic. I mean, to your point, it's systemic. Well, to your it, original it can't be a coincidence point, when should it's it been... be, should we be criticizing Jerry Jones? Like, well, yeah, I think I think it starts and begins. Look, look. If I'm in charge of the, if I'm in charge of something, I've always said this to my bosses. You can criticize me all day long if I have the keys to the car. If I don't, then look, then look in the mirror, okay? Because I'm not in charge of this. If if Jerry Jones is giving the keys to the GM and to the head coach, great. He doesn't. It's Jerry Jones. Jerry has the key, so therefore it's Jerry. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so that was obviously. By the way, I'm not sure why I'm getting all worked up about, that, about Jerry Jones. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I'm sure he'll cry into his twenty billion dollar right. suit. Yeah, yeah. You know, fine. He'll Whatever. figure out. Yeah, he'll figure out which. They do have the prettiest stadium, though. I will say he'll figure out which bedroom to cry in in his yacht. <laughs> exactly. Let's go to the bowling alley. <laughs> let's go to my third indoor pool and let's let's cry there. Um, yeah. All right. So obviously, uh, you know, I think the Cowboys. I don't want to call it a shock uh, this past weekend, but it was it was interesting. Um, were there? It's shock. It was like how flat they were and how. Yeah, you know, for sure. How did I don't think was there anything up. else no, uh, from this past weekend? Real quick before we get into looking ahead, was there anything else from this past weekend that kind of shocked you? Um, well, it's always yeah. It's shock, not shock. The the Eagles easily, yeah, was easily just, just manhandling, was boring. That was just like <laughs> it was boring. Yeah. yeah, that was like Patriots and Lions. Like, no, actually, the Lions are much are much they more fun are. to watch. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the Giants who just didn't yeah. again, this didn't. I mean, it's just that was surprising because after a third contest with inter interdivision rivals, you would think that would be it would be much more like a back and forth, and it was, it was just boring. a snooze. And um, so that surprised me. And again, surprise, not surprised. The Bengals were never in danger yeah. in Buffalo. And but surprising was on Twitter seeing the Bills fans' reaction to I losing think, to the I Bengals. In fairness, I think what was a surprise to that was that not that they lost. Uh, you know, the 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 Bills were kind of reeling a little bit. You know, they um, they didn't look great against the Dolphins when they played them. Um, the Dolphins, the Dolphins got exposed. Their weakness. We scored thirty one yeah, points with a third um, string quarterback. So, you know, the fact that they lost wasn't a shock. But I, I'll be honest. I'll say I was a bit shocked at how they like they. Like, like you said, the Bengals were never even threatened. They just, they're like, oh, touchdown. Okay, we're going to win. <laughs> That's the shock. None of the teams that won were really in danger. Yeah. After coming off a wild card round, that was so right. great yeah, and interesting. Was, and, you know, it, was so. a, it was a pretty boring weekend of football. I got to be honest. <laughs> Do you remember last year? Last year that on this round, it was like it was the un- greatest yeah. Oh, yeah. playoff game in history. Everything was overtime. Everything was last drive. Everything was just like... <laughs> Like clutching your heart, it was amazing, amazing, truly amazing. And this year's like, yeah, thirty-one nothing by third quarter. Great, I can't wait to watch this yeah. whole game. You know, so um, yeah, so that was the surprising part was like it was how coming off the thrill of last year and also coming off even the, the more competitive last weekend. So that was a surprise. So who knows? I think, but to my point earlier, these four teams. After all the machinations of this season, are kind of sort of not surprising to be there. Right. So therefore, it's going to be a fun, a fun should be a fun weekend. Of football. Yeah, so, it's a fun Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, so let's let's do it. Let's let's, let's get into where we're headed. We've got um, yeah, we've got Niners at Eagles and Bengals at Chiefs. Um, 
Let's uh, give me give me your breakdown a little bit. Let's take each game. Let's take each team, in fact, and uh, let's go a little go over a little uh, keys to victory, if you will. Let's start with the. Uh, who do you want to start with? RPF. I'll, I'll, I'll... The Chiefs. Okay. Let's do the Chiefs. Because the Chiefs to me are the least likely, which is shocking to me. The least likely team to win of the four. Okay. Um, which has never been said in half a decade. Because <laughs> there are they have hosted five straight. AFC Championship games at Kansas City. It's really becoming, it's almost like Iowa caucus, you know, at, at this point. It's almost the first in the country. It's always like Kansas City hosts the AFC Championship game, which is, I was actually hoping in a weird way for the Bills that we can go to Atlanta, a, a neutral site, <laughs> to, have, to, to have that discussion, um, which would have been interesting to watch, actually, like people who cheer for the what's Falcons. Your, what's your take you know, on the Mahomes injury? But, it's, I it think, bad. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I was, yeah, really I'm just saying, saying, since I only play a doctor on TV, I will tell you that I, I believe. Express. I mean, it looked like a high ankle sprain, which I've had as a kid yeah. in tennis, and I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not hopping around. You know, he was. Listen, it doesn't. T- it takes longer than 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 a, than. It takes a painkiller shot. It takes banded up, and if you hit, if you hit anyone, anyone hits that leg again, yeah. you're out. So I don't know. I, first of all, I could not understand. Please make me understand this. How Chad Henney, a former Dolphin quarterback. <laughs> In, in Michigan three standout. mentions, three mentions in the episode within ten minutes. Wow, Dolphins! It's it's required by contract. <laughs> I have a contract. I have a sponsor deal. I'm not telling you. But in fact, I'm wearing my Dolphin kind of color today. So. Um, no, but I'm saying that Chad Henney literally took over when this injury happened on his goal line, <laughs> and he literally led a twelve pay drive, a twelve play drive to the end zone for a touchdown. So what's his reward? Oh, I'll bench yeah. him for my star quarterback who may be ruined forever if yep. he's hurt again. What is that? I don't understand that logic. And Andy Reid, yes, you know, he looks like a goat, is a goat, great. I'm sorry. That is, I mean, for someone like Tua that I literally would love to be, you know, I, I want the best player there. How do you jeopardize the future of your franchise? Yep. When the quarterback who you're paying money to did exactly what he was hoped to do, and then he's... Your quarterback is hopping on one leg and 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 dumping off the ball in three yard plays because he can't move around, which is his, his, his which is his bread and butter. That to me was the most single act of irresponsibility from from a head coach yeah. this year. Uh, yeah, uh, my friends and I were watching, and you know, our our thought was it's like the Chiefs had the lead, right? And it's like we were like, yeah, is your you have the lead, so basically all you have to do is run the ball, run the ball, run the clock out, run the ball, run the clock. By the way, it's three minutes before halftime. Wait till halftime. Assess. But like our <laughs> point know? was, you have the lead. Like, is Chad Henney? Like, is you? You're in the NFL. Is your backup quarterback that bad that you can't just use them? Run the, you know, do handoffs here and there. Have a have a dump off screen pass when you need it, but just kill the clock and run this thing out. I mean, I was, same. Like there was there's a couple times Mahomes, he's literally on one leg. Like he would he would hide, he would snap it and like hobble back. You know? <laughs> no, but what more do they need to see? What's more yeah. difficult in a playoff divisional round to take the ball with your home team at in your end zone? And yeah. lead the drive. And by the way, Chanhani didn't just dump off. He literally yeah, passed the ball down field. He right. literally worked as a quarterback. He, he did. He did. Right. I'm saying. I don't know what I'm else saying he could before do. Before he to say, even did that, isn't your backup quarterback yeah. good enough to at least maintain some sort of a lead? And then well, he did that. Not Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> but that's, that's a whole but different I discussion. Mean, honestly, <laughs> that's four but in all honesty, I, 
like I would argue that. Like I would argue that he is like Teddy Bridgewater is good enough to just do that. To just you have the lead. Just keep just hand yeah. up, hand up, hand up. Well, Teddy Bridgewater is being paid ten million dollars, yeah. which is I still can't think about that. Yeah. Um, it was, yes. Bottom line, it was I, irresponsible and. It was irresponsible. It was shocking from Andy Reid, who would, who who should and does know better. In fact, I don't know if he, you know, I don't think he would do it again. Frankly, I mean, I, I'd like to think he wouldn't do that again, um, giving everything that he knows now, because that just that. Would, I mean, it, it was not necessary. They were leading. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. You know, you know, a pick six, and all of a sudden you're tied or something. Okay, take it to halftime and, and see how he feels. I mean, that's your that's your not quarterback. That's your team. That's your future. That's everyone's yeah. payroll. Um, you know, well, right there. Considering yeah. Mahomes' injury, I've got uh, the Chiefs. I, th- I think a big key for the Chiefs as they go up against the Bengals is, you know, well, I have we too, all sorry. know we all know about Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, obviously mm-hmm. he's his security blanket. I think you know, I think I think he's going to get keyed on, right? Especially if Mahomes can't move, if he's not mobile, right? Right. You don't even have to worry about right. him running Mahomes himself and so then right. you can just key on Kelsey I think a big key here have you seen this fella Pacheco Isaiah Pacheco mm-hmm. this guy is grease lightning fast he is he is uh, he's he's yeah he's, he's amazing, exciting actually. to watch he really is he's exciting fun to watch exactly you know I think of like a, of a defensive McCaffrey where you kind of like just 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 magnetic you know, like you can't keep your yeah. eyes off them. You know, so and that's, I, that's very exciting. I think uh, I think yeah, he's going to be a big key, handing the ball off to him, and even just dumping out to the sides there. I, I think he's going to. I well, I think so too. Because I think that's that's the only thing he can do. You know, because in, in some ways, unless he's going to be in painkillers and doesn't know where he is, which is entirely possible. Um, question free. But I think the Chiefs also the other thing for the Chiefs is that they have to. The thing the Bills did not do the Bengals, which is first of all, we all know. Is was the worst offensive line for a caliber team, you know, in yep. their own memory. Last week against the Bills, three reserves were in the O were on the O line, and Bills did not take advantage of that. A lot of that's to do with the fact that um, you know, the half their mm-hmm. DL is also on reserve. But this this time around, Chris Jones could be the key to me. Chris Jones is the is the is the guy is is the big boy on the defensive line for the Chiefs. I think he's going to be, I'm calling it the hunt for Burrow is on. I think he's going to chase Joe Burrow up and down and sideways. And that's going to be possibly the key to the Chiefs. If they can keep Joe on the run, they have a chance to beat them. Otherwise, I don't Mm -hmm. see it at all. I think think for sure. I mean, and that's just to me a 30% chance. I'm giving a 70-30 chance to... Yeah. The Bengals at Kansas City. Which I'm, never I'm, I'm kind before. of with you on that one. Um, what's What's yeah. ironic is I have uh, I have the other side. I go the other way. I've, well, I think one of the keys to the Bengals win, I think, is their defensive line. Um, you know, you, the Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard. Um, yeah. You know those yeah. guys over there. They absolutely whooped ass on the Bills last weekend. Man, I, they were all over the place. Um, so I, you know. I think yeah. with a mahobbled, mahobbled, a mahobbled Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that let, let's hashtag that one. I love mahobbled. Mahobbled, mahobbled is, the, is, is, is an, that's a headline in the, in the New York I think, Post. Uh, I think the next with a mahobbled, mahobbled Mahomes, um, you know, I think that that D line, if they can, if they can continue what they did in Buffalo, it's going to be, it's going, it's going to be. Ugly. Yeah, look, look, player for player, right this minute, because we only can judge what's happening right now. Player for player, you could argue even when they're all healthy. The Bengals are a better team, up and down and sideways. They're a better team. Um, it's not Mahomes and Burrow. It's Mahomes oh, yeah. and Burrow. All right. So it's 
So, and it's almost like. Did you know Mahomes is 0 3 against Burrow? I know. I know. And that's, that's one okay. of my points here. And then also, he's hurt. I don't care what I don't care what anyone says. If you're hurt, you're thinking about it. It's that it doesn't have the clarity of like movement and oh, yeah. should I you know should I just tuck in and, and take yeah. the sack you know? And the third thing is is just executing. If the Bengals just execute seventy percent of the time, game over. Um, and keep by the way, key 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 for the Bengals, keep Burrow upright, which has been the key to their success. Sure. always keep them upright, and you're fine. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, all right. So I think we're both are both kind of in agreement there. I, I I think you're right. I think I had the I think let's, I had the Bengals. Let's pick a score. I think I had the Bengals edge in this one out uh, with a healthy Mahomes, and now you know with a with a banged up Mahomes with a mahobbled mahobbled Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. <laughs> um, I think uh, I I think it goes to the Bengals uh, big time. I'm gonna go 31-21, Bengals. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. I think I I think I might go. A little more discrepancy. I might go like 34, 35, somewhere in there. Um, and then maybe a, I don't know. I don't I don't know if uh I don't know if the Chiefs break twenty. They're at home. They'll they'll get in somehow. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get they'll get two touchdowns. Look, I'm gonna call it twenty. I'm gonna I'm gonna call uh thirty well, we're not that far off. I said 31, 21 said, no, that's off. No, 35, no, no, no. 20. I, I said, I'm going to give it more discrepancy. That's all, that's all I said. Okay, so a little bit more yeah, of a margin. So I'm going 30, okay. 34, okay, 35, cool. and then 20. We're a complete alignment, which means, of course, that the Chiefs right. will, will so route. So congratulations to Mahabal Mahomes and the Chiefs on your victory and your Super Bowl birth. Exactly. And congratulations on your Super Bowl victory. Exactly. <laughs> we just told it. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Next game, uh, 49ers-Eagles. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this one will be a good one. Um, who, which team do you want to start with here? Yeah. RPF Eagles. Eagles. Okay. Eagles. I think it's simple with the Eagles. I think, first of all, I'm not a fan of the Eagles. I'm not convinced Jalen Hurt is all that. I'm on the, I guess I realize I'm the minority person in that opinion in this country. I find, I just, you know, I like the city It's a city brotherly love. I have many, many blacked out nights there. I don't remember, but I'm sure they had fun. And so I'm very, very fond of of our of our neighboring city here to Manhattan. I will say though that the Eagles have never been a team I particularly enjoy watching. Partially because as a kid, I remember thinking how ugly their stadium was and their field was <laughs> and how like astroturfy and their fans look cold and miserable. So, so therefore I don't like them. <laughs> they must be awful. But I will say I did cheer for them, I think, when they were I guess up against what the the Patriots oh, yeah, in the Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah, they were they beat us. Yeah. I know. I was actually, yay, Eagles. So anyway, so I was actually, <laughs> so I, in this, but this incarnation, I don't, I, with that bias being known, I still believe they're a kind of like a weaker team of that caliber record, right? So I think, I think the ultimate point is to the Eagles' success, for their success, is to, is to remind Brock Purdy, he's a rookie, make yeah. him uncomfortable. Blitz, you know, blitz, blitz, blitz. Brock, if you lose time, you don't you expose him for what his instincts are. And no one, I don't care how old you are. I mean, how how great you are. If you're unless you're Dan Marino as a rookie, you're not going to be able to have a Dan Marino type day. So I think Brock Purdy, that's the only chance if they just disrupt the hell yep. out of him. So that's um, my, that's my yeah, yeah. So I agree with you. I, I you know I I think unfortunately this is when. This is when the inexperience of Brock Purdy shows up. I think this. I do think the story of Brock Purdy ends 
uh, this weekend, unfortunately. Wow. I do. Um, I don't want it to. Um, I just, I just do think it does. And so for me in that light, you're so, you're, you're so not a Hollywood producer because i've sold a couple shows to hollywood i would never end the story at the penultimate game and say story um, over sorry that, that 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 that's an annoying foreign film this is like if i was betting on this game i wouldn't i, I don't think i could bet on the yeah. 49ers um so for me the eagles in this game they're one of their big keys to success um comes down to basically stopping so if if, if you've got an inex- inexperienced quarterback they're going to look to your two main outlets and to me that's going to be christian mccaffrey and george kittle and basically the core responsible for stopping both of those is the linebackers so that linebacking core of the eagles um i think is going to have to step up plug the holes anytime mccaffrey's running and then they're going to have to drop back into coverage on, on kittle here and there well hate 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 to throw some battery acid on that theory but i'll tell you this I think my key to the 49ers winning is McCaffrey. It's run, baby, well, run. The, the Eagles are the 21st, 21st ranked, 21st ranked NFL team in right. run defense. It's not so that, great. So hang on. So, that, the, so that's not battery acid on my on what I'm saying. That's that's defending what I'm saying. I'm saying they need to step up. They they need to oh, they, they need, need to, to step okay. up and stop him because because the the 49ers are going. That's what we need to do. By the way, battery acid was kind of a violent reference. Violent. <laughs> it could have been like water, cold, cold water. It's very violent. Instead of like battery acid. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling re- like this kind of quiet rage I'm for very, some reason. I'm, I'm reminding myself what the Dolphins are not in the championship. I'm, I'm very concerned about your history way back that I just don't know about. So, <laughs> exactly, the dark web has all has all my has all my suppressed files from my childhood. Um, and I remember when George W. Bush was running for office, and they accused him of all this stuff, all this partying, after-party stuff. And he and he said, "Oh, that was part of my youthful indiscretions." And the reporters like, "You, you were forty-one." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Well, that was youthful indiscretion." <laughs> it's very funny. Anyway, um, yes, sorry about the battery acid reference. I, you know, that's kind of like um, hostile. But anyway, talk. you were it, yes. you perfect segue. You were diving into the 49ers keys. Um, so go ahead and continue with that. Yeah. No, no, I think that's it. I think McCaffrey runs, and I think if I think he runs for 150 yards, if he does that, I think I think the Niners are heading to Phoenix. You know, and that's 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 about a simple. If they can't run, Brock can't carry them in that stadium, in on on that spotlight. Like, to your point. That so if, so if they do what if if the Eagles do what you're telling them to do, which means negates what I'm telling the Niners to do. I think we're both in agreement that Brock Purdy cannot overcome that type of divide. If he can't pretend he's running the ball, he's going to be chased up and down and sideways all over, mm-hmm. all over that city. And of course, the one thing we can predict with certainty: if the Eagles win or lose, the city's burning down tonight for sure. You know, um, <laughs> they, they celebrate equally, <laughs> celebrate slash burn the city down equally. So that's going to be something to watch. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Niners. I think we don't agree here, so I'm gonna say Bengals Niners in the bowl. You're saying Eagles Bengals? Uh, yes, I'm. I'm uh, yes, I want I want the forty as a fan. I want the 49ers. Yeah, I just but yeah. I just don't think I can bet on them. See, as a, as an entertainment person, I definitely need need Brock Purdy to step up. I mean, we need 
you know, we need another hero. Come on. We need a, Brock Purdy. He sounds like a movie star, Brock Purdy. You know, he came out of nowhere all of a sudden. It's like, um, he, he's not yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Listen, so um, what about the score? Score? Um, a score? I, I got this one. I got this one low, I think. Um, I, I, I got mm-hmm. this one, I think maybe maybe both teams under 20. Is that... Uh, it, I have twenty seventeen. Yeah, Niners. maybe maybe if if any if either if anyone's over twenty, it's like twenty one. Um, yeah, I think I I'm gonna go Eagles. Um, I'm gonna go Eagles twenty one forty niners. What did you say? Seventeen. That means I can't do that. No, I I said twenty. <laughs> I said um, I said twenty seventeen. Ready yeah. for this one? I'm gonna I'm gonna go twenty one twenty. Wow! See, we were like. By the way, both our totals in the games were separated by five points, <laughs> so we were way off in our each other's. We're kind of becoming like dog owners that look like they're dogs. We're becoming very similar in our approach to. I'm tempted. To, I'm tempted to, to go thirteen, although twenty-one thirteen. I one touchdown. I don't know. I just man, I just don't know. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Brock Purdy's yeah. going to be pulling out touchdowns. That's all. Um, and we. What can we what can we predict about Tony Romo's analysis during the game? <laughs> can we say anything? I mean, um, he's going to jump out of his chair <laughs> and say, <laughs> "I I think he's fantastic." I, I, I think uh, he's fantastic too. I mean, just he's he's television. He's yeah. fun to watch. I mean, I mean, I would love to see him and Peyton Manning with like a like a you know with a with a Frank Gifford, not Frank Gifford. Oh my God, Al Michaels, Frank Gifford. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Um, <laughs> with Al Michaels kind of in the middle, kind of just having this like that's to me that's fabulous reporting right there and announcing. Okay. So that's that, football. It, there you go. That's football. Um <laughs> that is all we need to know. About okay, football. great. Uh RPF. I've actually uh, this is this I'm I'm not being facetious here. Um I've I've I've, I've actually been waiting <laughs> for this. Um <laughs> will you please fill me in on the Australian Open and what's happening over there? Um, cause it's like, you're, you're, you've become like my, you've, you've become my, my go-to source for, for all my tennis updates. And I was like, like this morning, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I, before we jump on the air, I should, I should flip on, uh, ESPN and, 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 you know, and, and see, get, get, get the updates. Right. And then I was like, no, I don't need to, I don't need to because my man RPF I'm right here. is going to, is going to do it for me. So go ahead. Are we still, how's the U S doing? Are we still, uh, we lost our last ah. hope just hours ago. Just hours ago. Um, you know, they've been Australian Open for quickly is like the first Grand Slam or four this you know in any calendar year. And it's always like the hottest, the hottest time of the year in Australia. So it's 100 degrees usually. This year in America, where ESPN has decided to kind of promote ESPN Plus, their streaming service. So for the first time ever, they're not showcasing the overnight matches. For at a Grand Slam, which has never been done hmm. since I've been watching, meaning that you know all the networks who've ever covered it, including the Tennis Channel, have always covered it soup to nuts, you know, wall to wall coverage without having to pay. This year, ESPN says hmm, not so much. So, ironically, it's the probably is is the least watched um, Grand Slam in recent okay. memory. Also, because when last week I was saying how many Americans were in it, like the, like a minute later, they all lost. So, so it's kind of like, they said, oh yeah, we're, we're not supposed to be here. We're not supposed to be. In fact, there must be like, they're maybe wanting to go back to the States to watch the championship games, you know, live. So, um, 
this year the two running themes are i mean in the in the men's side it's predictably when carlos alcaraz the phenom number right. one player from spain and and his and his and his compatriot rafa nadal arguably the goat of tennis they're both for different reasons were hurt and rafa had to well he lost in the second round even though he couldn't even move around and carlos didn't make it to australia because of his injury and they're both on the mend Mm-hmm. thankfully Djokovic this is his what Rafa does in the in the French Open at Roland Garros he's won 14 times um this is Djokovic's okay. um terrain and then what Roger does at Wimbledon he wins multiple you know so Djokovic is going for his 10th oh. 10th Grand Slam I mean 10th Australian oh, Open wow. Championship which is double digits which that is again, double digits correct unprecedented unprecedented until rafa did it in in france so anyway so djokovic is once again predictably on the other side of the draw the easier side of the draw everyone dropped out so he's like playing like these 200 ranked people so anyway so he played in this in the in the semifinals just hours ago against the last american aaron paul who was ranked in the low 50s and kind of just blew the you know the whole thing away and now he's going to be ranked in the top 20 but anyway the, the point is he lost in straight sets you know, six one, six two in the last two sets. It's just predictable, Djokovic. And meanwhile, the little side controversy mm-hmm. with Djokovic, he literally since I've known since I've what I've known him, <laughs> since I've been watching him, he literally <laughs> off your turn. I, you? I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> I'm quoting of course the great Mariah Carey when this does when she's discussing Jennifer Lopez. She goes, I don't know her. She's such a bitch. Anyway, the the point is that um Djokovic since I've known, since I've since I've been watching him, he literally does this thing that is kind of his shtick. He, I won't say pretends, he feigns an injury or a, a discomfort or something. When he first started playing, he was like he couldn't breathe. He was always like wheezing, and all of a sudden, hmm. you know, it's like, oh my god, he's going to retire from that match. And and then he, he says in a changeover, and he's like inhaler and all this stuff, and he's like being rubbed down and massage, and the whole team of people. And all of a sudden, a minute later, he's like. Winning six oh, three six two, man, I'm like, I so annoying. And and Rafa's the opposite. You know, he he guts it out and just tries to hide the injury. He doesn't. He always gives credit to the, his opponent, saying, "No, no, it's nothing to do with that. I was out played today." Anyway, and, and Roger never got hurt, so that was never a factor. <laughs> but Djokovic does this, and it's so hard to, to say because you can't say he's faking it exactly. Because there is discomfort in bumps yeah, and bruises. Yeah. You know, it's a right. brutal sport, but. He literally plays it up, and he's always this tournament. Every match, he's like injury timeout, and just like rubbing and massaging and, and potions and like you know Bible studies, and people are praying on their knees. And all of a sudden, he gets out and he wins six one six two. It's so what, what's the word? Fucking annoying. Anyway, so you know, suck it up. You know, get a vaccine, eat a cookie, and shut up. Okay, that's Djokovic. So he's gonna win. <laughs> He's gonna win his tenth fucking Australian Open. He's gonna beat. He's gonna be tied with Rafa for twenty-two Grand Slams total, which leading Roger back at twenty. You know they were all tied last year. Now they're all. He's gonna be Djokovic and Rafa this year. Anyway, so that's gonna be Djokovic. The other side of the fence is Sissipas just won last night over an opponent, Kachanov, a Russian okay. dude who's been a semifinalist for three straight years or something in different Grand Slams. Anyway. Um, Sissipas won in four sets, and he's been a bridesmaid, you know, to Djokovic. He was up two sets to love at the Roland at Roland Garros I last that, year. Yeah. The Roland Garros, not Roland. I'm sorry, at Wimbledon. I forgot what. No, two years ago. Yeah. Anyway, the last time they played in the final, Sissipas was up. It was no, it was, it was Roland Garros. It was two sets up <clears> two years ago, 
and and he lost. And remember, he, he and Djokovic was like again wheezing and you know doubled over and in horrible pain. And all, somehow he had an appendicitis be, between games, and all of a sudden he he was completely fine. Anyway, so um, it's a miracle. Anyway, so he is the um, anyway. So that's going to be a rematch. Sissipas, don't sleep on Sissipas. I think so. Are we, something are we, is. Are we down to the finals him. or? It's, Finals. Season pass oh, Joker okay. now right. in the finals. That's going to be, I'm going to watch it, you know, because I've been kind of like half watching because I'm like annoyed by everyone involved. You know, it's like when your team's not playing, you're like, eh, right. I really want to watch you know, people I don't care about. But you do. And that if you love the sport, right. it's really amazing. Anyway, Season pass, I'm going to call it in five for Season pass. And that's going to be the biggest talking upset. More of a heart pick than a mind pick. It would it surprise me if he loses in the straight sets? No. If Tsitsipas loses, no. But I think something about this, he is he is literally just had enough of being like second fiddle, second row, not considered him. You know, so I think him, I think he I think he's gonna break through. So and then that which which will be amazing, keeping Rafa a nose in front of Djokovic for the Grand Slam total. And then we move to the women. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Um the women <laughs> sorry, I fell asleep for a second. The women is I know I know you're riveted. The final is between Arena Sabalenka and Elena Rybakina. Okay, I bet you didn't have that in, on your bingo card. <laughs> um, I would give you a hundred dollars right now if you can spell Arena Sabalenka and Elena Rybakina. Okay, I won't. <laughs> Don't do it now. Don't try. It's embarrassing. It's 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 you know you know it's. We, we're not getting vouchers for our private schools. All right. So, Sabalenka is like this big hitting type of power player, and she's a head, but she's, but she's a head case. She literally Fun. like would be winning like 6 0, 5 0, and lose a match because she all of a sudden had the double. She, she, had, she goes through the yips and double faults. Like, she would like have, she's had 90 double faults like in three matches, you know. It's insanity, and she still wins because she's so good. But she's been like the best player who's never won a Grand Slam. This year, she has a, a life coach and a healer and a meditation person and someone who's like you know and a shaman following her around. Whatever it is, she's like kind of taking it easier. She hasn't broken a racket and she hasn't screamed at everyone herself. You know, she's not going on crazy people. She's actually blowing the field away. All right, so she's in the final. She's playing against Elena Rybakina. I had to look, keep looking down at her name because she's like. And she's known for being the most obscure Wimbledon champion ever. Okay. <laughs> she won Wimbledon last year. And at gunpoint, tennis fans cannot identify who won the Wimbledon championship <laughs> last year for, for, for the women. And apparently, and not apparently, she's now back in the final in Australia. So she's a player. And people, she's going to be like, listen, it means she's ranked like in the 20s. And she, she's the Grand Slam champion the year before. That's almost impossible to do. So anyway, the point is, if Rybakina wins, then she's going to be entering an era of people will remember her name, two two time Grand Slam champion is hard to forget. And then you have Sabalenka that could open the floodgates if she wins and gets over her headcase stuff. She can dominate this whole year and just like like Steffi Graf would do or something, like completely dominate. So I'm really interested to see not really. I'm somewhat interested to see who wins <laughs> this match because it's gonna it's gonna dictate women's tennis. Hopefully the Americans, Pegula and like we talked about Coco Goff, Next for the French Open, and you know they'll be able to. That's more. That's more of their services uh-huh. that they like. I think they'll be more competitive. Anyway, bottom line, I'm calling it for Sabalenka and Tsitsipas. Okay, and that's your Australian Open report from down under. Excellent, Make- excellently done! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I would like to see your bingo card for women's tennis <laughs> Australian Open final. <laughs> Sabalenka and Rubakina. <laughs> um, no, okay. So good. Good. Uh, so when uh, when are our finals? When when can we tune in? Now we're recording this on Friday, so tonight slash tomorrow morning at three a.m. we have okay. the women, and then Saturday night slash sun- okay. Sunday morning we All have right, them. Cool. So and those are televised. So I'm gonna be able to um, not get some sleep and then take a nap and watch the football all day Sunday. If Cynthia Paz wins, it'll be perfect. It'll be like timing will be like right into the pregame shows of the of the football, and I'll be forced to be awake for 24 hours. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, what see what I do? See what I do for the love of sports, of course. <laughs> that's, that's right. By the way, you know our motto is, and they said that and they we wouldn't said last. that we wouldn't Here last. We and but yet little did they know that podcasting is a free medium and you can do it as long as you want. <laughs> that's 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 insulting <laughs> us. Great. I mean, we've already bashed. Hey, you, know, you can tune in Aaron show Rogers. Or you listen we to your bashed, podcast like Apple. We, we, we bashed Djokovic enough. We bashed everyone. Now, 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 now he's taking turns at, at, at us. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Next, our mothers are in play. <laughs> next week's episode: Why Jonah's mom should have done a better job raising her child. Exclusively, you can tune in to our self-published <laughs> show anytime you want, wherever you listen to your podcast, like Apple and Spotify. You can find us socially over on Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> and of course, be sure to check us out on our dedicated YouTube channel. Just head over to any of those avenues, type in "Sports of Course" with Jonah and RPF <laughs> into the search bar, and enjoy. RPF, my friend, it's been a fantastic episode as always. And uh, looking forward to some great football. And also looking forward to uh, the tennis there. Yeah, text me on Sunday between games so I don't take a nap. So I don't fall asleep between the games. We'll keep you up. (laughs) All right, see you. Okay, man.